Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Courage is Calling. Uh, It's been a while, uh, in case you've forgotten. I'm your host, Mel Wiggins, and it is really, really good to be back behind the microphone today talking to you about all things courage and bravery in your work and your life. So just as a by way of a little update, um, and I'm going to share with you some new stuff today. Uh, over the summer, I actually found myself beginning to switch gears a little bit in my work. That usually doesn't happen for me in the summer. Usually the summer I kind of switch off. But um, after quite a long time of not feeling super inspired, um, feeling really creatively void, um, I made some adjustments for myself towards the the uh, beginning of the summer. I started just to let things be what they are just in my business. I, I moved things around, made some space. Um, I stopped kind of pushing for any inspiration in my work. And as I did that, as that space was created, I started to have some new like downloads over the summer of some gentle, but also quite mighty ideas. And one that has been formulating for quite some time is this new thing that I want to tell you about today. So um, this thing that's been formulating is a new model of resourcing and support for female leaders. And this is something that I've been thinking about and sitting on for quite a while. You know, one of those ideas that always is like on the list of things to look at and, and consider and um, dive into. And as time goes on, you kind of keep pushing it back and you keep pushing it back for whatever reason, whether that's a time constraint reason or a busy season reason or a just kind of not sure where to start reason or a um, maybe a little bit of like hiding from the idea reason. Um, but it is something that has been on my list of interested things for quite some time. And I guess it needed to make its own way to the front in its own time. Um, and the summer seemed to be the time for that. Uh, so I started to kind of think about my own leadership journey um, and the roles that where I have been in and I have been the person in charge or the person that's been managing or coordinating work. I tend to find myself, most of my career has been leading things in some way. Um, both for myself and my team in my business, but also uh, in previous roles where I've worked in the charity sector or the voluntary sector, um, where I've been managing big projects with lots of moving parts. And as I reflected on that and those different roles, I realized that I really never had any support to know how to lead well. I really didn't. Uh, I knew I was in the roles because someone through an interview process um, thought that I was capable. But ultimately, I had to piece together my own version of leadership. And as we all know, um, doing that is really just happening on a wing and a prayer because when you're leading something, rarely is there ever time to reflect on how you're actually doing that and like what kind of leader you want to be and all those kind of really important existential um, questions. You're usually just fighting fires. If you're a leader, if you're a manager, um, usually you're just trying to like manage other people and make the thing 
happen or keep happening or you're pushing ahead and you're just learning on the job. And what I also realized is that when it comes to how I was leading, I often felt like I had to lead like the men that were around me. Um, And there was this sense both like implicitly that I had picked up and sometimes explicitly that I had to just prove myself that wee bit more. That I had to, you know, keep an eye on the balance of my assertiveness that wee bit more um, and maybe justify my decisions to other people that wee bit more than a lot of the men that I was working with. And I think whenever you are leading with that kind of feeling around you and you're behaving in those ways as a leader, the only real outcome that can come from that is is a lot of self-doubt a lot of questioning yourself and you know I've witnessed this so many times in my own journey of leadership and in the experiences of other women who have shared theirs with me so earlier in the summer um I decided I wanted to get some information from other female leaders to get a wider sense of like how they were feeling in their roles. So what what were they struggling with? How had they felt about being in their positions as females? And what kind of support were they receiving already to help them lead well in, in these jobs? And I tell you what, I am so grateful for the women that responded to this survey. I was totally blown away. Um, I had over 60 women respond and this was like a pretty in-depth survey Um, as in like I was asking some tough questions that required a bit of thought and I so appreciate every single one of you who gave me your time and responded to this Um, and it was to read these responses was so enlightening it was completely affirming And also (laughs) kind of enraging to hear, you know, their stories and to understand that the picture of leadership for women still remains largely under-resourced and supported. And when I tell you that the range of women that responded to this survey was from like heads of services at the NHS to lead physicians, um, people managing big tech companies with 23 countries under them, like teachers in senior positions, women running businesses with small teams, people who have been leading in churches and in the charity sector, every point in the spectrum possible of leadership was represented. And the same things were coming up over and over again about feeling really under-resourced and under-supported. And, you know, I've spent some time over the summer kind of researching what is out there for women in leadership. What is there uh, that they can join in, that they can be part of, that they can learn from and and have some development uh, work with. And, you know, There are training programs out there for women in leadership, but as far as I could see and all of the things that I've looked at, um, so many of them continue to focus on a very kind of rigid male-centered approach, one that largely looks at 
these higher level things like goals and vision and evaluating things and leveraging their teams and <clears throat> lots of this real like head stuff, right? Um, and what I've noticed is that there are next to no models that I have seen of leadership development that actually helps women make peace with and understand the nuances that are involved when women lead. And these are the nuances that I think require us to take what I'm calling an embodied approach. And what this means is that instead of following the rigid leadership models that require us to kind of turn away from our intuition and feelings in order to get the job done, actually an embodied approach means the key to unlocking the power of female leadership lies in turning towards our intuition, towards our feelings, towards our instincts, towards our gut senses, and to pay attention to the wise knowing in our bodies in order to lead well. Embodied leadership. Embodied leadership. That's what it's called. That's what I... I'm interested in, that's what I am looking at really closely because embodied leadership actually recognizes that our bodies, our full self is completely in allyship with us and can be a great intelligence source to help us deepen our sense of self-trust as we make decisions, as we communicate, as we develop teams and create environments for people to thrive in and for the work we're doing to be impactful. And I actually think, and this might be a big statement, but I'm backing it, <laughs> that an embodied approach to leadership is actually the missing piece in leadership development for women. It's a missing piece learning or relearning to trust the wisdom of our body, our heart and our mind to lead well. Not cutting off the body and the heart, but bringing them in to all aspects of leadership and recognizing how these aspects that are often encouraged to be left at the door have the power to develop female leaders that will completely change the game for us individually change the culture of our work and change the levels of impact our work can have. And this realization, when it came to me about embodied leadership, got me so fired up that I immediately called my most trusted friend, who is a psychotherapist and an embodiment expert, Michelle Leader, to help me formulate some sort of approaches and thinking around this embodied leadership idea um, that would be of some support to female leaders. Michelle is a huge wealth and depth of experience and knowledge um, and she's spent decades leading work with women and girls and together we are creating a brand new piece of work around this, something that, as far as I can see, isn't available anywhere else for women who lead. Together, we are creating something that I believe is going to give women leadership a fuller, 
more nuanced understanding of their leadership potential by integrating their body and activating their intuition and understanding the power of what embodiment means. Um, We are collating, Michelle and I, all of our own training and research at the minute to bring you, all you female leaders, these brilliant female leaders out there, something really dynamic, evidence-based, practical, and so hopeful. Because what if instead of feeling like we need to prove ourselves women could come into a deeper understanding of self-assurance and trust and lead from there. What if instead of pushing down feelings of frustration or anger when our judgment or our decisions are questioned, we could pull on some powerful inner resources and tools to feel more regulated and lead from there? What if Instead of second guessing our approach or our communication style, we were able to ground ourselves in ways of communicating that feel powerful and authentic and we lead from there. What if instead of feeling deflated by having constant issues arising and having to troubleshoot, we have ways of dealing with conflict and challenge that are person-centered and boundaried and we lead from there. What if instead of everything just living in our heads, our responsibilities feeling overwhelming, that we're able to work with our bodies as a source of intelligence that can help us manage stress and we lead from there? Wouldn't our lives be better? Wouldn't our work be better? And wouldn't the impact of our work be stronger if women felt truly liberated and supported to lead in this way? I'm excited. I have so much more to to talk about in this. And actually, Michelle is going to be joining me over the next couple of weeks on this podcast. And we're going to record a few episodes together um, as we share a bit more about what it means to be an embodied leader. Um, So look out for that. Look for more episodes coming with Michelle and I together. And if you are a female leader and you're getting curious about what this embodied leadership is all about and about this piece of work that we're creating and how an embodied approach might actually support your leadership journey, we would love to meet you and we would love um, for you to join us. We're having like a webinar gathering on Monday, the 11th of September at 7 p.m. on Zoom. And there's a link in the show notes of this episode that will get you to a sign up page so you can get all the information for that. We would absolutely love, love, love to see you there so we can share everything that we're that we're working on around this with you. That's all for today. And make sure you look out for the the episodes coming up with Michelle and I on Embodied Leadership. And I'll speak to you soon.